0: James. Raph. I did want to quickly address last week when we talked about Ray-Bans and glasses. One thing I realized, and I've realized subsequent to that episode, talking to people and the feedback I've re- realized, is like... <laughs> did you get screamed at for wanting to get the Facebook Ray-Bans? Nah, no, no. I think... A revolt? People have passed the privacy thing. I think that's over. No one cares anymore. They're just like, uh, you're probably right. I was more worried about like the severe lack of swag.
1: Oh... <laughs> You're past that part in your life.
0: Yeah, exactly. But what I realized is, is a huge kind of tipping point thing is a lot of people being like, I can't see myself frigging buying a device and putting it on my face every single day. Whereas glasses wearers like myself, this is actually like a big dividing point. Like you are far less likely to wear them than I am because I have glasses on my head every day anyway. Yeah. And so, like, just chucking some gizmos on the things I'm already wearing is not a big deal for me. Yeah, I should,
1: like, I should, I should probably have called you out for that because it's, it's true that I will not be wearing Ray-Bans everywhere as part of my regular life. But that
0: makes sense because you haven't augmented your eyes yet. Or ever, yeah.
1: YouTube. What a behemoth. Big company. Mm-hmm. Big website. Yeah. Big platform. Yeah. What a wonderful website it is. Yeah. You on the tube. You. Tube. hmm Are you getting the sort of, where the name comes from? Tube meaning sort of television. Yeah, It's a bit antiquated now, but they certainly used to call it the tube. Yeah, because it had tubes. It did have tubes, yeah. Yeah. And then you... The Royal U. I'm pointing at you right now.
0: Yeah, I'm Time Person of the Year, time t- time 2012, e- whatever it was. Yeah, yeah,
1: Time Person of the Year. You <laughs> on the tube, so you can kind of see where the vision mm. emerged. Television, and you're on it. Yeah, got it. Nailed it. That's basically as much as I know about it, actually. <laughs>
0: that's the background. Started as well. That's why that is how it started.
1: <laughs> God damn! Yeah, what terrible like, fucking we're, we're, content. We're right. <laughs> Really really, really off the rails. We've talked about YouTube in a bunch of different episodes for a bunch of different reasons. Obviously. Most recently, specifically about Mr. Beast. Yeah. Such is Mr. Beast's power that we spoke about him before we even had a proper YouTube episode. Yeah, yeah. So think about the taxonomy of what we consider important. And to us, Mr. Beast is more important than YouTube itself. Yeah. Which is, uh, I think, a belief we both share. Of course. It's It's probably worth talking about YouTube broadly and sort of what it's doing now. It's like the keystone of the internet it built the modern internet and yeah. the way it functions. Yeah. So it's kind of worth understanding how it did it and why it did it and, like, the choices it made and how that's helped produce the sickening hellscape we exist in today. Indeed. Well, I mean,
0: starting off, it was basically just like a hosting platform.
1: Yeah. It's a, we mentioned this in our dating app episode, which was a long time ago. Kind of a funny little fact is that YouTube originally started back in 2005 – started by a, basically a few PayPal employees, a couple of guys, that, three guys that met at PayPal, um, Chad Hurley, Steve Chen, and Jawed Karim. And their original idea was to create a video dating service. Mm. So a platform where you could, you know, in the classic style of old video dating services mm. from like the 70s or whatever, you do a video presenting yourself yeah, and your, your character and, your you know, the kind of... Kind of guy you are, yeah. For people to watch, that didn't really work in the end. But they were like, "Well, hang on. The sort of under- underlying video technology that we've built for this is actually quite good, and mm. like, we've hacked together a really interesting video platform. So let's let's make that the whole thing." Yeah. So YouTube's original mission sounds incredibly simple. It was like a place where you can upload video and share it with people,
0: mm. and they can watch it, and they can
1: watch it using a web browser. I can press play like, and watch a video. And watch a stream video, which sounds pretty simple, but like at the time, that was hard and rare. Like There was no platform that was doing that incredibly well. Yeah,
0: I mean, let alone kind of skipping forward to certain parts of the video and that not just fucking out the entire thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Fully stream, so you're not downloading it, you're yeah. watching it. There were options, like uh, Google Video existed at the time mm. uh, and a few other ones, but the thing that YouTube succeeded in where those failed is they made the whole process like pretty easy yeah so the idea being that like you could be a person who wasn't that good at computers but you had video probably from like literally a camcorder if it was if it was your own video uh, and just upload it super easily and share it and that was basically the the genesis of the site do you remember the first time you used youtube i don't remember the f- sorry i don't have a good answer to that the answer is no i don't <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually don't remember it either but i do i, I remember vaguely like the time i remember people started sending me links to it and i was i didn't know what it was yeah yeah but i knew like it, well, it was it was one of like a few different
0: weird kind yeah, of hosting because i do
1: i do remember that when i saw youtube and i got a link from it and i clicked i think, I think people were sending like music videos yeah that because that was like an early mm. and they weren't necessarily legally uploaded no, v- which we'll get into in a bit. Mm. But the, something I do remember, I, I may, I may have like established some false consciousness here, but I seem to remember when I got a link from YouTube and I clicked back to the menu, my mind wasn't absolutely blown in the sense of like, oh my god, look at all these videos. Yeah, yeah. like I had the vague idea like there are other places that are kind of like this that have been doing this sort of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. The homepage, like kind of a lot of those pages back in the day, was a, a list of kind of curated. Here are some top videos It was like a grid of videos basically like a big page size grid of of videos that you could click through which all of those daily motion was that like yeah daily motion was was another one around the time meta cafe and there's all these kind of weird videos some of them insanely dodgy basically didn't work it didn't look like a destination
1: no, it was, and it wasn't really its purpose either. it was, yeah, literally it was a file sharing. It was, it, was, it was an easy file sharing platform mm. um, for people. The two factors which made it sort of like explode and become insanely popular while it was under original management and run by these three guys mm. was, number one, embedding. Yeah. So the fact that you could take an HTML embed of the YouTube Flash Player, because it was like a Flash Player back yeah, right yeah. then, embed that onto a website you know, MySpace at the time.
0: Well, MySpace was the explosion. Was but the- like you could put anyone on their website or whatever if they wanted to have a video playing? It is a a huge pain in the ass to what like upload a video to like what an FTP server or something and then have the friggin yeah. code and whatnot running to actually it's that or upload to YouTube, copy the embed code, paste the embed code on your website. And- uh,
1: yeah, um, it was still a Flash player, but it was it was true. much easier rather than having to find some place to host it and do it. And this was like its growth hack, essentially, that the others didn't have, that Mm. easy embedding. And, yeah, when MySpace allowed it, then, boom, we're off to the races. Yeah, you can can embed them all over your your MySpace page. A huge engine of growth for YouTube. The other aspect that was crucial and key... Which is linked because what were
0: people putting on their MySpaces? It wasn't like a video of them. No, what they were putting on there was like
1: a... My chemical romance. Yeah, M Yeah. <laughs> mm eight mile in 240p, <laughs> like filmed off a TV. That's the sort of shit you will you're loading up your MySpace my with. Was basically a pretty lax attitude. Not necessarily deliberately, although maybe it was. Mm. I'd love to be a fly on the wall of some of those meetings.
0: Oh, I'm sure they would. I mean, I've read the the Twitch stuff and they're just like, oh yeah. In early Twitch when they were still Justin.tv, they were just like we recognized that 98% of the content was pirated
1: streams of, like, soccer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And uh, 2% was gamers. Yeah. That's why we went that way. But also, like, they just didn't have the systems in place to be able to remove it yeah. even if they wanted to. So I'm sure it was a bit of, a bit of both. But there was just a vast amount of um, copyrighted material on yeah. YouTube, and you could embed it in anywhere. And the people who, who
0: were having their copyright infringed, for the most part, being Universal, big music labels and or you know, the movie studios or whatever didn't have the manpower to be like manually going through one by one and flagging things as piracy. Like on both ends, there was there was kind of no way to stop the, the
1: vast, vast amounts of copyrighted material up there. Totally. But it was obviously a boon for, for YouTube as well because yeah. it helped them with their growth. The next big milestone in YouTube's development was that they were bought by Google mm. for $1.5 billion in what was probably the best purchase. Between that and Meta and Instagram in terms of just like, sheer upside yeah probably the best purchase of the past like 20 years because mm. that's pretty cheap um it turns out one of the reasons that they were scrambling for a buyer was a the usage was ro- was skyrocketing and they didn't have the infrastructure in place
0: to like i mean hosting video back then i mean, the server like server space would have been way more expensive than it is now like, i can imagine that'd be quite expensive
1: yeah and this was like pre aws like they were buying racks rack and racks of servers yeah. To run their, their side off and two the the copyright factor because the threat of legal escalation was sort of like hanging over their shoulders mm. as you said umg sony were like cracking the whip we're about to sue the absolute shit we're out about of to you. destroy you we're gonna kill you <laughs> two in the back of their head which gr- you can do to like a quickly growing startup that hasn't monetized yet <laughs> yeah totally but you can't can't quite do that to google so no. they, they went looking for a buyer they found one and hey was a pretty good deal they had like a um some sort of pre-existing relationship with google with regards to google video so that it was sort of they were well placed to sort of be the guys that stepped in and became uh google's video solution because mm. as i said google video was not was not amazing and there was a time where they were like they sort of coexisted under the google banner which kind of made no sense mm. but it definitely was the case for a while anyway so i
0: personally think that the world would, at least uh if you're Interested in like competition and like stopping monopoly and that kind of crap, which you know, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. The world would probably be a better place if that deal wasn't allowed to go through. Because were YouTube to successfully navigate, you know, the legal environment and implement the kind of tools and whatnot that it has now, you would think that after a while they would probably. Like, if they're a search engine for videos, then it would make sense for them to become also a search engine for images and then a search engine for links. And you would actually have a kind of search engine competitor, perhaps. Maybe not. Maybe not. And YouTube would have, like, pursued Google videos and there'd be a kind of competitor to YouTube. So potentially there'd actually be competition in both the search and the kind of video search space. But
1: maybe. Who knows? It's also the other part of that counterfactual is what Google did for YouTube in terms of, like, Google is probably the best place company to like turn them into a behemoth. Totally, I mean, it makes perfect sense that Google's really good at search. Oh, so good right? at search, and, and like, and YouTube is a search engine. Google, yeah, YouTube is probably the biggest search engine aside from Google, mm. right? It'll be right up there, and obviously they're very closely tied together, but also kind of separate in a way. But yeah, so uh, Google took over YouTube, turned it into the absolute massive creature that it is now, like vast, vast influence on culture, on technology, on the internet, on everything. And the the sort of the unlock for YouTube, Mm. uh, Google and YouTube came a few years later actually, because for a while they sort of proceeded on the same path. Mm. They were a hosting site until the early 2010s, the vast majority of YouTube consumption was via embeds. So whether that's on less and less on social media, obviously, but, um, you know, on news websites, on other other websites. Because YouTube kind of sits right on that crossover point between, like, the old internet, which is, like, website-based and everything was on, like, discrete websites and mm. you, you would have websites you like going to, to, like, the current internet where everyone's on, like, four platforms and it's all heavily platform and app-oriented, mm. right? They were right on that transition point and helped drive it. So, yeah, until 2012, I think, was the crossover point when YouTube went from being somewhere that you used to host videos and post them elsewhere to a place that you went. And that was like the site you sat on for Mm. 12 hours. And that was basically when Google introduced the algorithmic feed and became recommendations recommendations and like souped themselves up as a search engine, Mm. a place that you went to look for stuff and where stuff was like handed to you on a platter Mm. as like the place to be. Which basically is what, all kind of social networks and
0: whatever followed to this day. So using a timeline or a feed and using your own algorithms and lumping you into segments and blah, 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 to keep you on site, to keep feeding you the content that you like as opposed to the ones that you select personally. Because, I mean, that's a big jump. I mean, I know it sounds, it seems like silly to talk about now, but on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever, it's still technically an algorithm. Like time is now, like sorting things by a time is technically an algorithm. But like you're basically selecting, I want to see... What Twitter used to be, every post from all these people just organized by time. Yep. Just whenever things are posted, or same. Same was basically true on Facebook. They did start to kind of algorithmically change it, but it's like I'm selecting, like I'm telling you the platform. Here are the people whose posts I want to see. Just show them to me. Here are the basically cra- here are the
1: creators I like to follow. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. exactly,
0: and. That now seems quaint, right? That idea that like... You only
1: see the stuff that you've like strictly told the system you want to see, yeah. Yeah, and it it
0: seems like almost like silly and pointless to say aloud. Everyone moved in that direction. But yeah, YouTube did seem to be
1: the big innovators in that space. Yeah, YouTube definitely drove it. Obviously, Facebook and Meta did too, so they were kind of working in tandem. But I think YouTube's... The way YouTube thought about it was um, particularly influential. And one of the other things that kind of... That drove that shift, and you know, you could talk about this as like one of the great shifts in human society alongside like, I don't know, Adam Smith writing <laughs> writing his books or like huge moments in like philosophical change mm. was like YouTube deciding that its target KPI was like time spent, time on site, yeah, time yeah. On site instead of clicks and yeah. click throughs and how many people have clicked on a video or clicked on a link. Because mm. that completely obviously that is the target metric for every social site. Mm. And they've gone through like moments of reckoning where it's kind of like, actually, we don't want you to be looking at the site 24 hours a day. Like, you know, the Apple model where it's like, we make these phones to make life easy. Mm. And the less you're looking at it, the more we're doing our job. Yeah. yeah. Whatever crap they're (laughs) they're telling us now. But yeah, huge change. Because what that means is the primary motivating force of YouTube over the past decade or more now is once a video is finished, we need to have something there. For you to keep watching, mm. that's going to hold your attention specifically you, not just like content that's universally engaging. Although that's obviously drives YouTube as well, because they there are certain things that they support and don't support, or emphasize or don't emphasize. Mm. But like making sure that once you finish watching, you know Andrew Tate roasts female server, yeah, yeah, epic. You've got part two of that video, yeah, or something else like that to keep watching, or well, something.
0: A- Something else, just even a tiny bit more extreme. Just you know? a
1: little bit. Just a bit.
0: Just a tiny bit. Because mean, you'd be bored if it was exactly the same thing, but you're obviously into that same thing. So it so so need to, to just, just turn the, bit, di- bit the dial up a little bit, you know, like the racism knob. Just turn, turn
1: it, Give the racism knob a little bit of a nudge. Just upward. a tiny little nudge yeah. Yeah. and just
0: keep nudging it, nudging it, nudging it.
1: Yeah, we've been We went through the kind of moral panic about this stuff.
0: Yeah, the radicalization engine. It was
1: basically after Trump got elected, yeah. so it was like 2016, 2017. We yeah. had the big reckoning. I
0: bought a brand new MacBook Pro and opened Google Chrome in incognito mode, and <laughs> I looked at one video of Hillary Clinton, and then four and a half hours later, it was "We must destroy the lizard people," that kind of gear, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And don't be yeah. wrong; like it is true. It's a ra- I actually I believe <laughs> it is a radicalization engine. Did it elect
1: Trump? No, no but, I-
0: but like it is a radicalization engine in a way.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's probably – I think the story is more complex than just like – YouTube make people uh, – YouTube, uh, ma- YouTube makes people – it it activates your evil gene by like, <laughs> by like showing you increasing extreme of content. Although, you know – More broadly, like why do people have mashed potato brain, I think is probably the broader it, question. But, <laughs> but, I, but, you know, there's definitely truth to it. And a part of it is like the feedback loop yeah. of like people making more algorithmically targeted stuff that they know is going to thrive – which is probably angrier and, le- and more like partisan content. Et cetera, yeah, yeah, et but it is what I like. It does, it is, it says, it is it's like what it like is. You
0: want something that's just like the same as what you just watched, but just like a tiny bit more exciting. You know what I mean? And that just leads in all kinds of directions. Yeah, it, make,
1: it makes people make more of that stuff. And then mm. at the end of that, you have like Andrew Tate being arrested yeah. in Romania. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, but it becoming a destination led to obviously like the phenomenon of the YouTuber. The
1: YouTuber, a poison. A pox upon this earth.
0: And it's like something that I think YouTubers refer to themselves as, like YouTubers. I, mean, I don't know yeah. if they introduce themselves to like a, f- a random person, like if they're maybe meeting like the celebrant of their wedding for the if, first time. If they're, like, if, you know,
1: if they're at the wake at a funeral <laughs> yeah. and they're shaking hands a yeah.
0: YouTuber. Well, if someone asked, said, what do you do? They probably would say I'm a YouTuber. But you know what I mean? Like <laughs> kids say, I want to be a YouTuber. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a profession. Like being a YouTuber, of yeah, some yeah. Sort. as a particular, yeah, as like a particular type of content, and mm-hmm. when which you you kind of don't say about like, oh, I want to be an Instagram influencer or an Instagrammer or whatever. They might say TikToker, yes, but like YouTuber as a thing is far more pervasive than any. And other. I
1: think also you, when you hear YouTuber, you have a really clear idea of what that is. Mm. Like you can be doing lots of different things on YouTube. You can be doing lots of different stuff on. Yeah social and as an influencer when you hear youtuber i think of a particular genre of content mm. which is normally like someone talking down the barrel like vlogging yeah. it's like you know when yeah, it yeah it's kind anymore, of vlogger it's vlogging but it may ha- probably has higher production values and they do other stuff and they yeah. do around but, some niche but fundamentally it's built around them as the person mm-hmm. talking down the camera probably has like weird little jumpy cuts they all have that sort yeah of yeah, yeah.
0: And, and soy face um like yeah, crap. they got
1: the soy face thumbnail. Although,
0: did you see after we did the Mr. Beast episode, the death of the soy face? Yeah, he ended
1: it. He ended it because he, he said he A B tested his his uh, thumbnail, and when he had his his mouth shut, it got like nine percent more views. He performed better, and so that he was going. They were going
0: back and changing the thumbnail on all of his videos to close the mouth to close his
1: mouth. That's, that's end of an era. <laughs> Speaking about like civilizational shifts, the beginning of the um optimizing for time spent rather than clicks Mm. and Mr. Beast shutting his damn mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, the YouTuber became unfortunately a towering figure in our culture. Mm. Kids want to be him. VidCon, they got a big, they have their YouTube puts on their big old
0: Yeah. Like you think of YouTube, like YouTube as a profession, I guess that comes down to like their monetization model, right? And that like everyone knows that for the most part, the creator of video gets some kind of spl- like royalty split, some kind of revenue split, yep. some split of ad revenue. So it makes it feel like, oh, so it's a job, right? You can get paid without the rigmarole of sponsored content and like, you know, hashtags ad on Instagram, or whatever, where you kind of have to be more entrepreneurial, go out there and find sponsors and brand partners or whatever from day one you have like revenue share well not day one I think you have to have a certain amount of subscribers before yeah you, you do you go across the threshold. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's a small amount of subscribers you can like start actually generating some revenue from your videos which kind of makes it feel more authentic in a way and I actually do think that that's somewhat important in that saying oh I'm just going to get a huge following on Instagram and then question mark question mark question mark profit like you can't really say that to your mom, but right. like if, if but you kind of can say like no you get a percentage of the
1: thing I'm, I'm, I don't I'm, know it just feels more of a job <laughs> Stuff you can say this is this is the uh, tailwind that YouTube is surfing. Stuff you can that is slightly explicable to your mom if you want to do it. Well I, I honestly think that the Rev share model was a huge driving factor
0: in people producing. Yeah, rather for it. rather
1: than yeah, having to go out there and find brand partners and do yeah. stuff. Like just pure like you get a cut of the ad revenue that's displayed on your video. Yeah. yeah, for sure.
0: Helped kind of create the supply side of things yep. um, in ways that I mean other platforms now kind of experiment with I know TikTok has been kind of experimenting, with it. Snapchat been experimenting
1: well, with it, and X, Twitter, does it with like. Well, yeah, the, X. Now, it, it's
0: taken a long time for these platforms to kind of start doing that.
1: Yeah, it, well, it's it's hard to build, and this is the yeah. you know this is the thing that Google is good at. One of the things that Google is good at is that they are very good at building a ad system. Yes, <laughs> you know, ever si- they are famously very good at it. Like the yeah. only other company as good as Google add it is meta yeah they are they're the kings of it and that's what made youtube successful is they're building that sort of uh ad system around the platform yeah, yeah. um so they've got they've gotten huge throughout the 2010s mm. they were growing very quickly when um when google picked them up but obviously Google turned them into one of the biggest money print- printing businesses in world history mm-hmm. essentially um, and a huge part of the google family but the 2010s was also like a long period of YouTube and Google trying to like do other stuff as they were growing massively mm. and becoming a huge cornerstone of how the internet worked. So there's a few things that kind of fall under that. The first is trying to capture value from something that YouTube became accidentally, which was the biggest music streaming service in the mm. world. Which it started off doing completely illegally yeah. uh, as just being a place where, you know, you would upload Eminem 8 Mile, yeah. as the whole album is one video or whatever mm. for people to, to click through. So they've, they've tried to like uh, make that work for a long time through various mm. sort of systems. In 2014, they launched their music streaming subscription as something called Music Key, which I doubt you've probably never heard of it no. or thought about that. Um, but that eventually became YouTube Red and then YouTube Premium, which we'll, we'll get into in a bit from a very early point in like the music streaming universe, like early Spotify, early whatever, to capture some of that value, even though to this day they are still the number one place people go to listen to music, mm. even though a lot of it is not fully or reliably monetized. Mm. That's happening. A second part is of their attempt is to move into like basically premium content, mm. meaning, okay, we have this absolute haven of user-made content ranging from – extremely lo-fi mm. guy gets hit in the nuts by a football
0: or just like random guy talking about the death of civilization and the antichrist being amongst us on a four and a half hour video where yep. they're like just walking around yep. with 17
1: views yep and at the end he gets hit in the nuts for the football <laughs>
0: i wonder like there are some people out there like there'd be one person out there who would be you know like on the pnl of google so like have uploaded So much content that it's costing server space. Like there is like a genuine cost to the amount of video, but so few views that it's just generating like no ad revenue at all. Like there'd be some, like, who is that person? I wonder, there's not a bot. I'm sure there's some weird bot accounts, but like a non-bot person out there, like there is someone in the world who doesn't know it. No one knows it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Putting aside the bots, which I'm sure is a huge problem on YouTube. There's all these... APIs that are uploading shit onto there and whatever. Yeah, God
0: knows. There is someone out there who's just uploading hours and hours days and months worth of video of themselves and getting no views there's and a, just yes, costing Google
1: money. There's a junior analyst who's who's hashed this out in a spreadsheet <laughs> and be like, there's this guy that lives in Indianapolis <laughs> and he, he, he uploads 850 vi- hours of video a month <laughs> and he's still he's, going. He's so far generated 17 cents in ad revenue. <laughs> We've got to kill him. <laughs> Yeah, that's quite possible. So, yeah, they, so they've got everything ranging from that guy or extremely low fi content yeah. all the way up to, you know, Mr. Beast does some stunt where he hands out $100,000 to people doing squid game recreation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it was.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we'll add, but they want to get more premium. But this was a trend. We've talked about it like over the last kind of Netflix, was share price went psycho and then... Anyone who like had any content was like, hmm, maybe we should be making premium content and charging money for it from like the apples and stuff of the world with Apple TV, Amazon, et cetera, to Facebook and like YouTube being like, and you know, Quibi was raising heaps of money at the time as well. It's totally. like people will pay
1: for premium content. For, for premium short form content. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I still, I think it's an ongoing process. just what it looks like. is a bit different. Yeah. Um, Cause like the original, yeah, they, they got into the production of YouTube originals youtube red originals because red was their subscription service the idea being we're going to produce original content like netflix does so you might be watching man gets hit in the f- with a football and then you you click over and there's a gripping riveting drama yeah uh, that you get as part of your paid subscription that youtube has produced mm. um, and it's going to be amazing as you said many many platforms attempted this and i actually hadn't heard much about youtube originals in a while so mm-hmm. before this we recorded this episode i like went onto the page or like the wikipedia page just mm-hmm. like list of youtube originals and it seems like in true google form they just kind of stopped doing them yeah. except for kids content yeah yeah like weird coco melon rip off stuff
0: yeah but that's a whole other thing like the youtube kids thing and maybe yeah. now is a good time to get in it so they got busted for tracking kids you know that in America your child data privacy means like you can't collect data on children under the age of uh, 13 and they were obviously because like kids are using YouTube and like it's hard to stop them really but um you know they kind of proved that like like you were serving this content that was obviously for children under 13 and you were collecting data so therefore you know 200 million dollar fine or slightly less whatever but yeah was nothing to Google but what that basically immediately led to was youtube kids which is a platform for under 13 year olds realistically for like younger that is all kind of highly curated safe content like things like the wiggles and coco melon and whatnot but they like pay the wiggles to make like a bespoke 40 minute best of the wiggles for youtube kids and coco melon like for youtube kids and whatnot yeah which is what like so that's where all of their kind of original content is now. It is now is now
1: focused and it's a you know it's a rational calculation because the proportion of YouTube content that must be watched by people under 12 mm. must be vast. Oh, yeah. Like, as a, as a percentage of total YouTube consumption would be, like, very significant. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I would, well, I mean, the, yeah, the numbers on YouTube watch time for children between like, ages 8 and 12 in America is, like,
1: 80 minutes a day. So yep. it's, like, yeah. Kids are watching it. Kids do be watching YouTube. And, like you know, the, the classic image of the modern age is like some kid at a shopping center or in a restaurant or something with, like, the world's most fucked-looking iPad. With, like, some kind of insane case. It's insane, like fluoro green rubber case with big handles. And the screen is just like a war zone. (laughs) It's covered in like multicolored fluid, (laughs) encrustulated. Yeah. With just brightly
0: colored flashing. And And hopefully they're wearing headphones, often not.
1: (laughs) Often often not. And they're watching some like thing that's made in like some Romanian dungeon of like 3D spheres spinning around and like... Weird nursery rhymes with an AI voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just yeah. You know, this is the the image of the iPad kid. being like these are these are what these children are being raised on. Like yeah. they're being taught by an algorithm in the most literal sense. In the yeah. sense that no human ta- hands have touched this video no. at any point in its production. <laughs> anyway, but like you know, uh, we wait for the future, folks. But I'm sure I'm sure they'll figure it out. Oh yeah, I mean, f- listen to our next premium episode, and um, we'll, we'll yeah. get into that. <laughs> we'll see, yes, yeah, we'll see how that goes. So yeah, there's the YouTube Kids side, and one th- other thing we'll say before we move on is like part of their problem, as well as the tracking, is that they had another big sort of moral panic. I, I say moral panic, not in the derisive sense, because there was obviously something there, which is that like they have a like many online communities, communities like a paedophile problem. Yes, they like have, the world does. Like <laughs> the world, unfortunately, has that as an issue that you know. We've got a pedophile problem, folks.
0: Down Around has no problem. No, not yet. But <laughs> with scale, who knows? No, no. This is rock spider free. Yeah, exactly. So if you're listening, yeah. click off. Yeah, yeah. Um, no pedophiles allowed to listen. You agree contractually. If you continue to listen to this, you contractually agree to either not be a pedophile. And if you are a pedophile, stop being a pedophile. Immediately. Immediately. That's ideal. C is stop
1: listening. Stop listening. There are many people would rather be, but... Stop listening. Yeah. There are many, many podcasts who are more welcoming yeah, to your th- elk. Yeah, that are targeted towards you. <laughs> All-in podcasts, for example. <laughs> All-in podcasts, yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: <laughs> Don't know if that's defamatory. <laughs> it's all parody, though.
1: It's all parody. Except <laughs> for the part where we say pedophiles aren't welcome. That's not parody. That was a parody. That was real. <laughs> so th- they had that problem. But also, I mean, apart from that thing, which, as you said, it's a social- societal problem, they also had the issue of like, all those incredibly weird videos that were sort of targeted
0: like four channy trolling style right where it's like targeted a five-year-old and then showed like the cartoon like slitting their wrists or whatever yeah like
1: that stuff and then other ones that were kind of like that which seemed like maybe they were see sam adjacent or anyway so it was like lots yeah. of weird stuff that went on
0: oh, and like weird fucking grooming which i mean it happens heaps on tiktok as well well yeah. not even like this is side rant happens on youtube Happens on TikTok, but like, I feel like it's somewhat more noticed, shown this by uh, by my wife, or at least described by my wife, this problem on TikTok, where like these kind of parent influences with their kid friggin' putting up videos of their kid in like dress up things and just getting insane views. And once again, like algorithm society, they just continue to dress up their kids in like more and more provocative yeah, kind of clothing and getting more and more views. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. I mean, Sickening stuff, It's, folks. it's,
1: it's nuts. It, yeah, absolutely. Like- Yeah, no, it's like, it's bad. And it's just like one of those, (laughs) again, I think as in general, like parenting YouTube slash parenting TikTok, let's shut it down until we figure out what's going on. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) yes, I I agree. The the incentives, the incentives.
0: No no one under the age of 18 should be allowed to film themselves, full stop. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) Or be filmed. You should get like a weird AI blur. Yeah, yeah, Um, I think that's reasonable. Yeah, totally. Well, it shouldn't be online. Okay, fine, you're allowed to take photos of your kids, but not on an internet connected device. The government should hand out old Sony power shots to yep. every new parent. It,
1: it comes in your welcoming box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like from the government. You've got, you you got, like, you got, you got some nappies, you've got like an instructional booklet, a, a crusty Sony power Shot. Yeah. That's the only way to, yeah. to take photos and videos of your children. Yeah. with. But yeah, I don't know. I've, every community on a video platform, YouTube or whatever, the arc of history is they, they start off completely fine and they just driven by. Whether it's algorithmic incentives or they're sent crazy by fame, they just end up in this fucked up place. Yeah, and I don't know. YouTube should do something about that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. Anyway, so lengthy digression about YouTube kids. Mm. The other premium side. So they've kind of, as I said, they've abandoned original programming. Yeah, it seems. Maybe they'll come back to it because they like, again it, that was only available to like premium subscribers, right? Yeah, it was only available for brand. And the other the other side of this is they are, and they still are, like a place where you can just like rent blockbuster movies or rent yeah. movies in the same way as you can from the Apple, well, what used to be the iTunes store, but is now like their Apple TV store. Yeah. And if you search for like a movie on YouTube, uh, you'll often get like here's the trailer and here's the link to rent it on YouTube. Mm. And like I'm sure that as a line item, it's probably a, a nice business for them, but it's not their focus. Unfortunately, we don't know it because they don't split it, it out. They
0: split nothing out, yeah. But yeah, the YouTube premium thing is funny because I've been YouTube premium for years. I have never once even seen a YouTube original advertised to me really. Yeah. Let alone watch one. No. I have no idea what they are. haven't seen one.
1: I think think that also comes down to something that's like institutional about Google, right? Yeah. It's like there are things that Google are like supernaturally good at, Mm. ads being one of them you know, parts of their, like, research and, like, their tech stack and whatever. Consumer-facing products and, like, being a media company and being, like, public-facing in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's just not – they no. they they don't they haven't they haven't got the juice for it, you know. not they can't, they can't be Apple. They've gone through multiple phases of, okay, we care about design now. Here are our new principles. Yeah. They look great or whatever. Well, they're, and they're doing that well, I guess, because they have to do more with their devices, right? Yeah, but- yeah, And they're, and they're totally – like, that stuff's fine. On the other side, this is like, I feel like a deeper commitment to being – so like really sticking with something like that, yeah. And yeah, like, true. like okay, there's an arm of Google that is essentially a media company, and we have to like relentlessly execute and be like the best video production house, for example. Yeah, or the yeah. best whatever. Just I don't think no. they're constitutionally capable of doing that. No, um, no. So YouTube Premium now, what it offers you is. It's kind of three arms, right? Yeah. So first is ad-free video, mm. which is extremely valuable because- Well, because you just said, what is Google good at? Ads. ads.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> so being able to like, they're so good at ads that like, I'm more than happy to pay to escape that. Is it to escape? Yeah, Exactly. They're, they're in, it's like get out of my head. <laughs> and uh, oh, for the record, I don't pay for ads like so that I think they're not tracking me. They're obviously still tracking me. And, yeah, like, yeah.
1: You just don't want to see I
0: it. just don't want to see because, it.
1: Because, uh, as something you said before the episode, the YouTube ad load at the moment, if you don't pay for it, is very heavy. Mm. Like, there's a lot of ads.
0: Yeah. I don't know how people stand it. I, I think YouTube Premium is just, like, if you watch YouTube, regularly which like we all do you should pay for it like you should pay the, whatever it is it's, 20 pr- m- it's, it's pretty, pretty much expensive much, it's, it's it? a pretty as far as because it, it, it has to like outweigh the amount that they get off ads right like, like so it's like so it's very easy for them to set a price point that's just like slightly higher than what mm-hmm. they can monetize you for or monetize the average user for yeah yeah, yeah. uh
1: so like that part of it is good because as i said yeah, ad load is is pretty high um the other part is uh youtube music yeah uh <laughs> it was funny because I had never opened YouTube music before, mm. actually, like the discrete app. obviously, I've listened to music on YouTube yeah because YouTube has the benefit of you know they have all the partnerships with all the labels as Spotify slash Apple music does.
0: yeah, and they did a good job of implementing like YouTube implemented like doesn't matter who uploads the the music that belongs to Universal, Universal gets the
1: money whenever it's played. yeah. like the Wild West days of being able to, being able to upload whatever you want mm. of copyrighted content on YouTube is with some caveats, mostly over. You can well, still- and also
0: they came to a good, uh, I, I think where it's ended up, at least for like a viewers is, cause remember there was a, a period where just, there was so many dead links to YouTube. Yeah. Like embeds were dead, like, cause everything was just auto taken down basically. If it contained copyright material, it was just pulled. Whereas yep. now the fact that they've come to those agreements with the copyright holders that they'll just like, leave it up, but you'll get the money and not the person who uploaded the video. Like that is a way better place. Yeah, totally it,
1: more beneficial for everyone. So they have that arrangement, but they also have the benefit that there's like a shitload of stuff uploaded to YouTube that's just not available anywhere else. Yeah. Like you're not gonna find it on Spotify. Mm. Like whether it's like old demos or mixtapes, mixtapes like, and yeah, and like or DJ sets, like or just
0: random old funk band from like Japan or whatever from the late '70s. Yeah,
1: and someone's just uploaded the vinyl they've mm. they ripped or whatever. YouTube is full of that stuff. So it, in in theory, it's it kind of it makes a lot of sense. And if you Already, someone who watches a lot of YouTube, maybe it makes sense to have YouTube Music be your primary music listening site. Yeah. And I'm sure there's going to be listeners of this episode that are like, "That's exactly right. Yeah, and that's fantastic." And I, I cherish you and I respect you, but like, I open the YouTube Music app, yeah. and it's just like, "What if Spotify looks 75% shit?" Yeah, yeah,
0: it, it it looks like a kind of scam clone app in the App Store of Spotify. Yeah, but to the down to the playlists and everything, it, they all they, they've copied the style. Yeah
1: the quality control seems like kind of poor in the But it just looks
0: worse right like the kerning is a bit worse the spacing between like the title of the playlist and the description is just a tiny bit off like it's just <laughs> wrong everything's yeah. just slightly wrong yeah, the true. sizing is all slightly bigger yep. on spotify but again with no rounded edges it's just it's all just
1: a bit wrong yeah and they 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 mix in together like proper uploads by umg or mm. sony or whatever with 70s Japanese funk band Mm. which might be like full of pops and clicks and terrible upload quality they're all kind of like thrown in together in like weird jumble of of tracks but in that Spotify-ish interface so again it's like one of those things like for Google they're probably like whatever this is just another one of the things we offer yeah another thing that to add to the um to the bundle they probably don't have any internal belief that they're going to unseat Spotify like I I doubt that would be their mission but they're like we have something that's solid and has an extensive library. So. Yeah, but
0: I guess it keeps people sticky to the premium subscription, like potentially, right? Like it's just yeah, another thing. Same as same reason why like yeah, Apple and Apple TV and whatnot and all this kind of stuff. That yeah. If you bought it because you didn't like the ads or because you really wanted to watch a YouTube Premium show that no longer exists, um, and then you start using YouTube Music and start putting your playlists and whatnot on there, then maybe you'll stick around for premium, even if you like decide that you don't mind the ads anymore. Just like, I guess, a stickiness to it. And I guess it makes sense because for them, as you say, the content's already there. They've already worked out the royalties. It's really just like an interface on YouTube. Yeah. But, yeah, it's very weird. It's yep. just a weird experience. No, again, th- you know, if you're, I bet there's a lot of Android users who probably use it.
1: That's true, actually. I've, I've forgotten about them. I've forgotten about our friends, the Android users. Don't know what goes on over there. Yeah, and they're um,
0: probably using Google Podcasts and whatnot.
1: Which is being shut down. I, I, actually, I found out last week. <laughs> so, <laughs> again, just like classic Google stuff, they have this like podcast platform, which is yeah. like any other podcast platform. Yeah, I'm,
0: I assume it's got tens of millions at
1: least users. Yeah, if not more. Every, like probably, as you say, it's probably the main thing that Android yeah, 100 users
0: million use. hundred million-odd users. Nah, it's not big enough. they are shutting it down. I,
1: just, <laughs> I think they might be rolling it. In some form into YouTube. Into YouTube. That's what you'd think. Because, I mean, that's what we have. Like, but again, YouTube is the biggest podcast platform in the world. As yeah, well, it? I had to say, exactly. That's, that's the other side of it. But again, same thing. Google just like, whatever. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll try something else.
0: Well, the other part of YouTube music, though, that is just like a tab on there is like YouTube music shorts, which is obviously like another world that YouTube kind of moved into because- Well, as as you've mentioned previously, like, at the moment, a lot of the things, the innovations that YouTube are doing are just kind of copying. Yeah. And, like, the YouTube shorts thing is, uh uh-oh, TikTok. Yeah. Because, like, obviously, TikTok was a big threat for YouTube. And it has actually taken – I don't know if it's taken – this is a thing. A lot of people are spending a lot of time watching TikTok. Teens and whatever, again, it's on par. The the amount of time people spent watching YouTube and watching TikTok – for a teenager in America is basically on par. It's like 88 minutes a day or something like that. It's in the 80s. They're both in the 80s, similar amounts. And like, obviously, like the red light would have been flashing when TikTok was yeah. getting in popularity. And they got to
1: it pretty quick. Like 2020, they launched YouTube Shorts, which is their TikTok clone. Yeah. Pretty sure that that would have, yeah, that beat Reels to market for sure. I think I was actually like the first company to really respond to it, mm. understandably. Yeah, if you look at <laughs> YouTube Shorts, it's definitely like the worst of the TikTok clones. Mm. I mean, if you th- think about the top three as being TikTok, Reels, Shorts, Shorts yeah. is like a comfortable third there. And if every time you see it pushed to me, like I see it pushed to me on-
0: what well, they're pushing it so hard. It's the first thing that is, I think it's at the top of the feed when you open YouTube yep. homepage. It's like, it's the friggin'
1: YouTube Shorts. Yeah. And it's like- um, It's sus. Lowest common denominator stuff, like real low IQ shit. Yeah. Oh, re- super Facebook tier. Yeah, it's real it's real fa- it's it's Facebook watched.
0: Yeah, mine yesterday, the first one and it's always like this. There's like kind of produ- provocative ones which is like top 20 sport fail oops moments of all time and then it's like basically like a semi upskirt of a tennis player, yep. like just vaguely implying you're going to see nip slips or whatever <laughs> from athletes. That's the implication. I've never even clicked on one. I assume it's not. I assume it's like people falling over while playing tennis or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. just like just juicing, like, dumbest people of all time. Just full horny melt brain. Just, like, ooh. Click. Yeah, monkey, you know, <clears throat> just, like, <clears throat> like mouse with the
1: cocaine, like, pressing the electric shock. Yeah, thing. exactly. First <laughs> like player rough skirts. Yeah, t- um, exactly. But, but yeah, e- even to the point, like, there's a whole – viral trend on tiktok which is like making fun of youtube shorts users <laughs> for being like sub-functional and <laughs> I which, mean, they know,
0: must be from what i've seen you know the
1: call yeah i think i think you i think you're right but again it's like one of those things where youtube has the scale again i, I don't think youtube has any illusion that shorts is going to completely take over tiktok i'm mm. sure they'd love that if that happened mm. and it became the place that people went and they could cultivate that community but they were just like we have the scale the size of us dwarfs anything else. Let's just have it as an option and let's push it and we know that this is a format people enjoy. Yeah, and see what happens. And so just see what happens and let's see if we can make this work. In much yeah.
0: the same way that they were pushing the Twitch competitor a couple of years ago. Like Shorts has taken the place of if I had opened YouTube like three years ago. You would have seen stream. Like, it would have been stre- someone stream someone gaming, like a, a, stre- yeah. a gaming stream that I also wasn't So, yeah, in.
1: I mean this really is the story of YouTube over the past few years, mm. just like they established this like algorithmic always watching video universe Mm. that everyone chases now yeah they kind of replaced text and photos as like the way the internet works yeah and now there are much more nimble players trying to like create new ways of doing that yeah and youtube is just like well we'll do that as well so they did that with twitch
0: which is i guess our point like when you said at the very beginning that you know they unleashed this beast on the world of the Kind of recommended video algorithm every other social media site is basically trying to become more like youtube is basically what and the trend have... has been it's like more video with like algorithmically served to you so you just sit there and watch random videos from other people who aren't your friends that you've given us no real signals that you've like no specific signals like you haven't as i said gone and liked a facebook page about diy it's just it knows you, it, yeah. yeah you looked up how to friggin fix a guttering or whatever and now it's just kind of pinging you with what it thinks is is, um which is another thing why i mean tiktok is amazing how they have collected data and obviously like everyone knows how quickly it can kind of start working out where your interests are and interests that you didn't even realize you had but the benefit that youtube have is they have that plus search engine plus they know everything that you've searched on google um, and you know everything you've searched on YouTube previously, which is like more information. And TikTok obviously have a search
1: engine, yeah. and it, it is uh, the, it's growing. I right? wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep on the TikTok search engine. I know, and I know, I know would, that like Zoomers use it as their it, number one search. It's get, engine. it's getting a lot better, and I think that would actually be sending off alarm bells in Google HQ more than. Oh, people like vertical video short stuff now. Yeah. They would yeah. be like, oh shit, people are actually using it to search for recipes and like how to do stuff. And
0: Yeah, especially as TikTok's integrating it, like e-commerce
1: and shit. Yeah. As well. Over the past like six months to a year, the TikTok search engine has gone from being basically useless to quite good. So they're obviously putting a lot of, yeah. a lot of effort behind it. The Twitch thing is interesting. A because like again, it's like a thing where they were like, oh, people like watching People play video games for six hours. Mm. Uh, we've got a bit of that content here, but let's just make it more of a focus, pay people. It was also like peak creator
0: economy hype, which, I mean, they were the kings of just like to start with. Yeah. But new ways of monetizing, right? With like bits and subscriptions. Like everyone is looking for revenue models yeah. outside of g- advertising.
1: G- yeah, yeah, like giving, giving people tips or whatever. But it's kind of like I don't stay very plugged into the game streaming universe because mm. I don't watch streaming games. But one thing I thought was super interesting is that I just was like tried to get the perspective from streamers of like what's better, Google's what, like YouTube uh, video streaming or Twitch, and I, I landed on like a esports content platform that was like advising you on how to become a streamer. Which I and its kind of take I thought was kind of interesting and speaks to YouTube generally. Mm. It was like, what should you use, uh, Twitch or um, YouTube streaming? And it was basically like, if you are an extroverted person, and you're confident in your ability to build a social following and build a community, and like use your own sort of like charisma, etc., to make something. You should be on Twitch because mm. that's where the community is, that's where the energy is, and that's where like all the biggest streamers, blah blah blah. blah the culture of streaming is there. If you don't have any of those things, if you ha- <laughs> you haven't got swag, yeah. you haven't got the juice, but you game hard, but you you just want to play games and make content and stream it use youtube because Mm. like their growth their natural sort of like growth mechanism by virtue of like you know stuff being recommended yeah discoverability and and the fact that has billions of users yeah then you should use youtube and i think that's kind of like a really interesting reflection on youtube generally Mm. because it's as a social platform it's it sucks shit it's like it has community tools for like it's for creators, like, you can make text posts mm-hmm. saying, like, what would you like me to cover my next video? Yeah. And then people can comment on it. But it's not that good. The comment section on any YouTube video is notoriously pretty low quality. Yeah, I mean, it, that's somewhere where they I feel like they they really have, A, de-emphasized
0: it. I think they just don't really want people going down there, which is fair <laughs> enough. And, <laughs> oh, that's true. On mobile, you've got to scroll for ages. To yeah, get yeah, you've got to scroll past all the recommended videos and whatnot it to get down yeah. to comments. But, B, they really haven't. Like, it's not a good place for interaction, right? Like it's quite old-fashioned the way it looks where you kind of see blocks of text with like read more and like
1: expand comments and whatnot. It just feels very old. It's it's no better than Reddit and Reddit
0: is not very good. The
1: the last time they really tried to get this cranking was when they did like the Google Plus and YouTube merge. Mm. So remember Google Plus was Google's attempt at a Facebook which, which was just completely wrong-headed from the ground up. Mm. And as a result, they tried to import it to YouTube and involved having to use your real name mm. to, I guess, make racist comments on YouTube videos. Community didn't like that. To this day, the only culture, the only good... There's been two good pieces of culture generated from <laughs> YouTube comments. Mm. And the first is... They're both Twitter accounts that screenshot once. Yeah. The first one is Balkan YouTube comments. <laughs> and it's just like... They literally, it's just people commenting every time that they, it's like an argue, argument between Serbs and Croats in YouTube comments. Amazing. And the second one is disco comments, which is just guys commenting on Italo disco videos from the 80s, uh, reminiscing on their life during the 80s. Oh, man. Again, a collection of incredible comments. Oh,
0: there are some good comments you, on old dance music tracks, and, like old drum
1: and bass yeah. stuff. It's hey. like 1986, Roba. <laughs> I met so many beautiful women. <laughs> those days will never die like that kind of shit anyway look look those up they're great so so the last thing for us to sort of talk about there's obviously a shitload of youtube stuff we have only glancingly touched on we can probably do fuller episodes over on in future but the i think uh where they go next and also like does anything pose a significant threat to like its Mm. core business well i
0: think the big interesting thing is youtube tv which is not available here but in the States, basically, it's basically the cable bundle. Like you for seventy-three dollars a month American, so cable bundle pricing, you get access to kind of Fox News, this, that, and the other, sports packages, all of the channels, like all of the cable kind of style yep. channels. Um it is like literally a kind of cable replacement. Almost just like for like cable replacement. And obviously all of those kind of cable all of the channels that previously had licensing deals with over there, whatever, Comcast and whoever it is, yep. like your big kind of cable TV companies, have done a deal with YouTube in a similar way. And YouTube are basically trying to get the quote-unquote cord cutters who still, I guess, want that passive TV. Because the t- the TV itself is a huge platform getting bigger and bigger and bigger for YouTube. Like people yep. opening YouTube on their TV yep. and, yeah, just letting it run I- as if it's the TV. Yep. So, like, that's the kind of big, interesting play... Is- As well as, and this is kind of is in the same world, like the move into sport and having those kind of sports packages on. Because the sporting, as we've discussed in our sport episode, like the big sporting organizations like the NFL, they don't want to and slash don't really have the capacity to do genuinely direct to consumer. Um, And obviously the big play at the moment is like YouTube. They have a Sunday night ticket or whatever for NFL. Like if you want to watch this sunday games you have to do it through youtube
1: premium that cost youtube 16 billion dollars So that was not a small expense yeah for this quite modest package of nfl games yeah and this kind of goes back to what we're talking about now sports streaming episode and, and what have you but like sports is one of the few parts of the content universe that youtube can't really get Super easily through user generated content. Mm. Yes, there's a ton of sports content on YouTube. There are a lot of like sports YouTubers who are guys who like you know will sit down and talk about like Premier League yeah, yeah. down the camera. But when it comes to like watching the actual sport, it's definitely not as advanced a category as anything else on YouTube because the rights are so tightly managed. Yeah, exactly. You, you can't watch the Olympics on YouTube because mm. the IOC will bomb youtube yeah, headquarters exactly and the same for like any of the yeah, UFC
0: just like absolutely you can't watch like highlights of U- UFC unless it's on like a. so it's a hot. yeah it's a
1: whole absence that they want to fill and they kind of have to fill through like traditional deals yeah which sport is obviously fantastic for user
0: acquisition in that if you want to watch I don't know whatever your favorite team on a Sunday if you want to watch the Knicks versus the hooligans mm-hmm. the Warriors warriors is probably more like the warriors yes the, the warriors yeah versus the eagles then you got to pay up. you got to pay and so you like you will pay for youtube premium to kind of try it out which is unlike basically any other thing with the downside being again on the sports episode we talked about you're very unlikely to watch that game again like once it's done it's done it's a live experience
1: only pretty much like this yeah uh, you know I mean, other than that it's like like that maybe there's like a compilation of great plays, or like you you cut out the stuff that's really yeah. great that people like to rewatch. Really
0: yeah, but this play, I see it as this is part of this, it goes way back to our kind of Mark De Stefano episode, the first one, this idea of kind of owning the TV and wanting people, when they turn on the TV, when they want to watch some entertainment, in order to navigate to all of their other shows, like in this case, it might be like Fox News or the equivalent of Fox 8, whatever, like. What are those channels called? Like the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, all that kind of
1: stuff. Discovery, et cetera. They do it through the YouTube app. Yeah, yeah. Like Uh, uh, in a perfect world, YouTube would love if its primary consumption experience is someone sits down on the couch. They open it up. They watch, like they might watch... Last night's game, Mm. or like a game that's on, and then afterwards they flick over and watch a Mr. Beast video. Yeah, yeah. like that's amazing. Or or it
0: just suggests it, right? Like, or it just plays. It just plays. Like what their next subscription is. It goes. Yeah, you
1: have Mr. Beast. Maybe then you watch like some uh, free-flowing sort of television. Yeah, everything in the one place, living in YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Again, whether they can actually pull that off it's i don't know an open question yeah
0: and one of the benefits though to as it's like sports is an obvious one but all of these channels like a new fox news whatever it is has is if not everyone in the world has a cable box and you're one of those channels on the cable box so you're just naturally gonna slowly woo people over if people don't have access to you at all because they don't have cable then what youtube can offer that i guess someone like apple tv or or amazon or whatever can't as well is that kind of recommendation thing right where it's like you put up a a short clip of like one of your blonde skinny hosts saying something racist and then below it says like hey you know you want to watch more of this then subscribe to fox news or whatever you know what i mean like you can you have actually some kind of user acquisition funnel like through from the free youtube distribution to friggin' 2.7 billion people in the world over to like some kind of paid subscription yeah
1: which is it, yeah which is because they, they really have nothing like that at, at all um, um it's to the extent it exists it's all like bespoke and done through like the comments or the yeah uh, the user the video descriptions but, but then
0: the flip side is just like is this once again just bolting on the old model which was predicated on a cable literally being connected to your house and like you didn't have any other option. Like yeah. th- that was increasing your options. like yeah. you increase your options from the free to wear like stations to kind of 100 stations. Now you have the entire internet and those 80 extra stations or whatever are competing with the rest of the internet. Like, does that model? Sh- yeah, I will it know. exist? Like, d- I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's like <clears throat> you were saying before the remark that uh, a lot of people say, which is like a lot of the history of media consumption is sort of like unbundling and rebundling. Yeah, and like business in general actually bundling, but this particular era of rebundling is pretty awkward yeah because people are used to a certain way of consuming now that is not easy to bundle in in sort of traditional ways yeah traditional media packages or what have you which might mean that youtube is slightly better placed to
0: capitalize on it because yeah people are just used to kind of going to a destination and then getting weird recommendations so maybe some kind of premium package if the content is worth it though you've somehow got to justify to people that this 73 American dollars that you're paying a month is it's
1: worth you to continue paying that versus all of this stuff you get for free yep. which the stuff you get for free there's fuckloads of it yeah yeah totally the final the final point is just like just with everything we've talked about and how big YouTubes come do they are they at risk of being unseated probably not I think mm-hmm. they are one of the safest platforms imaginable they're only like the Facebook watch stuff which is embarrassing Facebook obviously mm-hmm. generates a huge amount of views for them mm. for among a particular kind of audience but it's just the worst content imaginable mm. just complete dog shit uh, and no one talks about it anymore tiktok is obviously a threat in, t- in terms of eyeballs and watch time but it's like they're
0: i mean a they're at a huge content disadvantage in that youtube has 20 nearly 20 years of legacy content on there yeah. for things like fix your car window and t-
1: tiktok and the way tiktok works with its like insanely granular fit like it's pure feed with no other way of navigating, or mm. v- minimal other ways of navigating. Is they haven't cracked the egg of how to make that work with long form content. Mm. Like I'm not going to sit there and watch a four hour TikTok. I'm not going to watch a four hour YouTube either, just just quietly. But people do. Yeah. In fact, people love watching that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting down and watching four hours of Rogan or yeah. a four hour video essay about the Silk Road or something. <laughs> so like they're pretty safe there as well. There's also there's been a bunch of like explicit YouTube competitors that have popped up over the past few mm-hmm. years, like Rumble. Almost all of them are like anti-woke YouTubes. Yeah. Because here's the thing, because YouTube enforces pretty strict content standards, which it kind of has to, but yeah. virtue of what it is, public company that is huge and has to manage a vast community and like yeah. doesn't want Nazi stuff on there or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they
0: want money from ads yeah exactly they, they want money A company from that. that wants money from advertisers yeah
1: and they, they will do one of the things that like uh conservatives, complain about these days or, like, right-wing people online is that if you do that stuff, YouTube will demonetize you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, demonetization. They'll let you post videos, but you can't make any money off them. Yeah. Russell Brand got demonetized. Yeah, exactly. And then Russell Brand went to Rumble. (laughs) uh, And Rumble, which is now a publicly listed company, I think it went- I think surely a SPAC. It was a SPAC, yeah. Um, (laughs) But, like, the thing that I've, I've looked at- all these A, they look like shit. They're like the the technology just looks garbage. But B, it's like they can't get reached the scale. Nobody goes to Rumble to as much as they claim otherwise. No one goes to Rumble to like look at DIY content. Mm. They go there to hear Russell Brand talking about Gaza. Yeah. You know, for four hours. They don't want to like it's like here's how you fix a toilet. Yeah. Or like here's like a weird gossipy thing of, like, entertainment, like, celebrity bit of news. Or yeah, here, or news about other YouTubers. Like, yeah. it's le- like gossip about other yeah. YouTubers. Like, they've created an ecosystem. Yeah, well, and these guys have created an ecosystem for guys who purely want to see, like, Russell Brand talking about the vaccine mm. or one of those, like, To Catch a Predator-style pedo stings <laughs> or, like, you know, just... that's someone, the only con- Someone who's monitoring the border. Yeah, exactly, like a webcam feed of America's southern border. Like... <laughs> That's the only content that's on there. Yeah, yeah. So like those
0: competitors, yeah, TikTok is obviously the kind of the big one in that space. And then, you know, like yada yada, personalized AI generated content at some point. But, you know, YouTube is probably the best place to do that over TikTok, to be <laughs> to, fair. To host that. And, and I guess like if Zoomers are truly, I say, like, yeah, you hear this, that, that TikTok is like Zoomers' number one search engine. But Zoomers is still spending a shitload of time on YouTube. Yeah. So one thing that I think it seemed to come and go Potentially due to the number of controversies in the space. Remember, like I assume it's still a thing like the family YouTube. Like, and they'd be called... Like, I think there was literally one called... Like, maybe this is wrong, but I think they were called the Tards. <laughs> and they were like, a family. And... <laughs> it's true. I think it's true. Uh, I know. But I pro- I'm pretty sure that they were <laughs> called the Tards. And, like, but, you know, family YouTubes is like, oh, I live in some insane house in like the american midwest or whatever and like (laughs) we're just like a very white normal family with my two kids and they seem to somehow put up like a 30 minute video every day and like yeah yeah. just their life
1: yeah when i was talking about like parenting youtubers i was definitely including this stuff like this weird day in the life family things
0: yeah and those families kind of God, but I feel like we don't hear about them anymore. I definitely remember over the, <laughs> the last few, over the last few years hearing scandals where oh, yeah, like, someone the, like cheated on their wife. This are,
1: I'm talking about the the arc of weirdness. Yeah. Like the narrative demands that something goes wrong there. Yeah, like they all get arrested for like child abuse, yeah. and, like all this sort of stuff. I feel like it's probably good that that doesn't pop up anymore. You cannot be a wholesome family no. and document your know, every single day. No, it's I know. There's something, that some, there's a precondition there. That so there's I, something fundamentally wrong with you.
0: Yeah. Like the type of person who embarks on that kind of
1: quest. As so, soon as the impulse hits your mind of like, I should make my family YouTube famous. Yeah. Straight into the back of the paddy wagon, I think. Yeah. That is
0: definitely something that YouTube didn't need to give us.
1: mmm Along and with all the rest of it, Susan
0: Wojcinski should be arrested.
1: I believe she has been. <laughs> yeah, she she was she was arrested, uh, and she was put under a, a military court martial. Yeah, um, for uh, harvesting adrenochrome.
0: Yeah, but now they've just got a clone out there, uh, in retirement,
1: supposedly. demonetizing <laughs> people.
0: <laughs> they have made a fortune recording their lives and putting it on the internet for anyone to see. Chris Miller spent a day with the Shaytards. If you're listening to this, did you know there's another world out there where you get a second episode of Downround a week? Yep, it's called Downround
1: Premium. That's right. And there's no interruptions. No interruptions, no ads. Two episodes a week, including the free one you're getting right now, plus another one. Yep,
0: seven bucks a month. Not a week, a month. Downround.net. Downround.net. Instant access to the whole back catalog as well. You've got so much to catch up on. There's so much. Get around it. Mm. (laughs) Mmm...